Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope, my friends, you guys are having a fantastic day today already, and if you guys need anything, you know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com. Thank you for your continued support. Got a lot of different specials on the front page, including the Testo Plus formula you um, voted for, put on sale 10% 10% off as product of the week. The Testo Plus formula massively helps out with libido and testosterone levels. So be sure to check that out and try it at healthmasters.com. I'm sure you guys will be very pleased with it. It's one of our very, very popular products. And I've told you guys before, almost everybody I know that's used it has gotten really good results from it. So be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com. And also, too, one of the things I've been reading about this morning, this is interesting, is we're constantly seeing this further push in biometric status and constantly trying to e-verify and all these other terms that they keep throwing out there to make everything act like it's secure and biometric digital IDs. You hear these keywords and these terms keep popping out. And I, I was reading an article earlier, and it was talking in detail about how Apple, Apple phones, is going to start bringing in AI-powered features and updates into their iPhones, including from basically using sophisticated language models to help out with autocorrect, all the way down for suggestion and uh, consolidation with different data, also too with photo apps announced earlier this month, it's going to be able to automatically recognize the phone owner's dog the same way it recognizes people who frequently appear in pictures. Also with AirPods, they're going to be able to adjust the background noise based on the user's listening via adaptive audio. All this stuff is slowly being integrated into our lives, but it's not being done, in my opinion, with the best intentions. A lot of these things are getting making people get used to having constant invasive maneuvers, so to speak, into their daily lives. The so aspect that you're starting to see now with biometrics, we're watching now where it's not going to be very long from now where you're not going to be able to pretty much purchase anything or do anything in store or online or even be able to access things in the bank without using your cell phone to scan your face to prove your identity. I've been watching now more and more usage, and I've seen this even in certain things with credit cards and other companies where they always want to send you a, uh, a, a, a secure code on your phone just to verify it's you. Like you automatically are expected to have your phone with you all the time, but we sent you a secure code to your phone. You need to input it. This is, again, it's verifying that your phone is in your hand at that time while you're on their website. There's also a lot of things. Somebody told me the other day. Good friend of mine, they were getting ready to pay some stuff on the irs.gov website, and they were trying to set up an account. They eventually stopped doing it, and there's this whole verify coupled with the irs.gov website, and they want you to go through all these different things of all this information they want from you, and then they want you to basically have a photo of your driver's license. They want to take a photo of your face. There's even an option where you have to do basically a video conference we have to get on live, like like uh, basically FaceTime, so they can verify it's you on your phone. But you're on a computer verifying all this, not on a phone. They want you to use your phone to verify it on your computer, meaning you can't just go on the computer, sign into your account, and go on anymore. They want you to have everything on your phone verified. They're linking your phone to every aspect of your life, and they've been doing this very slowly over the years. It's like the video that popped up in the UK that I put on the website about two weeks ago where a guy was going into Aldi's over in the United Kingdom, and they've got these big turnstiles, and you have to go in and you have to scan your phone 
Uh, well, you have to scan your QR f- code with your phone in order to get the turnstiles to open. And of course, they say, oh, well, this is just to verify everybody is who they say they are going into the store to prevent theft. Well, why do you have to scan a QR code? Why couldn't you just basically show your ID? Hmm? Why, why do you have to go in and scan something on your phone? Why can't you just pull your driver's license out and say, okay, here's my driver's license. This is a policy. You guys are having issues with theft. Got it. Okay. Here's my driver's license. I am who I say I am. I'm going. No, because the QR code, again, scans in your phone, and it follows you around indefinitely. All these little cookies and bugs that they constantly put in your phone your computer are designed to do just that, gather data, information, and then sell it. We have now found that there is no data that Amazon collects, the government collects, any of these companies collect that is secure anymore. So that's a fact. So just understand that anything you put up as far as biometrics, as far as fingerprints, any of this data, whatever you put out there, wherever you put it, wherever it goes, it's out there for every third-party buyer to get a hold of. There's no more security whatsoever with this stuff anymore. And as sad as that is, that's why I've always tried to opt out of a lot of the stuff the best I can, even though a lot of people are just continually going along with it. I told you guys during COVID, it was a very pivotal time. We've seen the United States where people that usually didn't even have any issues or have problems with not having a phone with them, suddenly now they want to have their track and tracing app. Suddenly they want you to have this digital ID. Suddenly all this stuff is being rolled out with the World Health Organization and the European Union rolling out this digital ID aspects, and they're pushing it further and further and further. This is going to fall into the digital accounting or digital currency that they want to start rolling out. They want everything to be on your phone so you can pay on your phone, scan it on your phone. That will be your wallet is your phone. And again, what great trackers they make. They record everything. They monitor everything. They locate everything. This is what they do. So just something to be understanding of if you value your privacy, as I've told you before. If you're going to have a conversation with somebody, leave your phone somewhere else. Leave it to part part of the house or leave it in your vehicle or wherever you want to put it. Because I've told you repeatedly, when you have these things on you, they're monitoring everything. And so again, this is something to be aware of. Also, too, in other news, as we pretty much told you guys over the last couple days, a sad incident this this was with the submarine. Uh, The timing and the distractions that this thing caused are by no means accidental or coincidental, in my opinion. The two IRS whistleblowers that have gone public now with more information implicating the Biden administration's scheme to bury evidence of Hunter Biden's tax crimes, as well as the revelation that Joe Biden was in the room with Hunter Biden, through a text message when the Chinese businessman associate was demanding payment. This is some of the biggest scandals this country's ever seen. We've been watching this now with the impeachment proceedings with Biden. All these things that have been going on throughout the week showing not only has this guy been probably one of the most corrupt presidents in history and also most senile, that the Department of Justice has been more complicit in making sure that nobody – Nobody was going to know anything about this before the election. Everything had been continually buried all the way back to 2018 when IRS was going in and basically just – or not IRS, when the DOJ was going in and basically just pushing this stuff out of the way so nobody knew about it. All this is going on this week, and now we find out that the U.S. Navy heard the implosion hours after the submarine basically began its voyage. Right when they lost contact of them. So Sunday, this submarine goes down on this voyage with these alleged billionaires, 
it implodes. They have this massive sound they pick up on. They're not 100% sure what it is. They lose contact with the submarine. Nobody can get a hold of them. Instead of putting that out there in the news on Sunday or Monday, they have this giant search party expedition. They have this whole theater campaign on every single mainstream media outlet for the entire week basically talking about they only have 96 hours of air. Oh, there's only 48 hours of air. There's only 24 hours of air left. Oh my gosh, the countdown's going on. Anybody that knows how these things operate at that depth understands that if you start hearing implosions on radar scanners and you lose contact with these submarines and you don't see them for a day or two, there's a high probability they're not coming back up. This is an extremely high-risk exercise they were involved in. But then the question also is brought up, this wasn't the first time these guys have gone down there. There's been expeditions down the Titanic well over 100 times without any issues like this. But suddenly this one that has these billionaire civilians in it right during the week, right before this stuff happens with all this crime syndicate getting exposed with Biden, suddenly now this is being used all week. And again, my condolences to the family if this is what really happened down there. But I can tell you right now. After I've talked to enough security contractors, enough guys that have been in the military and DOD operations, I learned a long time ago that absolutely nothing we're told is ever what we think it is. And we called this from this week already. I told you guys there was something very odd about this situation and nothing made sense about it. And yet now here we are finding that this stuff was essentially buried all week long. They pretty much knew this thing was long gone on Sunday, yet they continue to milk it. And my gosh, for the families or anybody that was involved in this, having to watch this all week long, that's just something something that isn't right about this. Put it that way. What do you think, Dad? Um, you know, there's a good movie out there. I don't, it's not for children, but it's called Jack Reacher with Tom Cruise. It was the first one that he did, the first Jack Reacher movie in which – this mafiosa group was trying to basically take over a construction company. The lady didn't want to sell the construction company after her husband had died, and they were going to use it for government contracts to basically money launder and make millions and billions of dollars. And uh, they couldn't get her to sell, so they uh, had to kill her. And I'm not going to tell you the whole plot of the movie, but the reality is is that you know they ended up killing five people to kill her in a random shooting. And the response was basically this – you know, we don't want to have people looking at her. We want people to look at this as a tragic event of a group of people have died by a random shooter that's a nutbag, and they pinned it, they pinned it on a former military sniper named Barr who had nothing to do with it. And Tom Cruise was, come, had, had, was brought in to basically defend Barr and find out who had really done it. This is a really good, it's a really good movie. Uh, but the reality is, is that that's what a lot of times happens when people have group shootings. Remember, remember a few months ago when the guy up in that, in that in that grocery store had developed some type of hydrogen engine or whatever. I don't remember, Austin. You'll remember it. And all of a sudden, he was one of the people that were involved in this mass shooting in this grocery store. In Buffalo. Then Buffalo. Remember that? And, and, and so all of this stuff, the mafiosa groups realize that if you kill 10 people to cover – to try to kill one – what ends up happening is nobody looks at the one. They look at it as just a, a terrible, terrible event. But there was one person that was targeted. The rest was just collateral damage. And that's what that movie shows. And uh, it's a great movie. Very violent, by the way. It's a great movie. It's R-rated. Don't let your kids see it until you see it first if you want them to watch something like that. But the reality is that how do we know this didn't happen? When the Titanic went down you know, 100 years ago, you know, there were a lot of people on there on the Titanic who basically were against the formation of the Federal Reserve. They were absolutely diametrically opposed, opposed to the formation of the Federal Reserve in the United States because they had seen what it had done to Europe, and they didn't want that in the United States, including John Jacob Astor. 
And so all of these things, you know, are being talked about, you know, 100 years later. We kind of take a look at it. We kind of go, well, what in the world happened? But, but these people are opposed to the, you know, the formation of the Federal Reserve. They include these industrialists. They were opposed to the creation of the Federal Reserve. They were John Jacob Astor, Benjamin Guttenheim, Isidore Stratus, and George Dutton Wyden. And all of these people basically did not want to have these people involved in the United States banking system. And, and what's happened is these people were, for the first time in maritime history, you know, a ship goes through an iceberg field that I can find or read at full speed, trying to set some kind of speed record across the ocean. The first time in maritime history, there weren't enough lifeboats for the people on board. Uh, they, they didn't have red flares for panic flares. They had white party flares on board. So, you know, they're shooting up white flares. Everybody thinks they're having a big party on the ships and always going to come help them. They were they kept the men off the lifeboats at gunpoint, and many of the lifeboats went out with only a few people on them, and they would hold over 100 apiece. And rather than letting any men on these lifeboats, they were kept off the boats at gunpoint. If you watch the movie Titanic with James Cameron, you see that. The crew is told that these guys cannot get on, and they're held off at gunpoint. And yet a lot of the women refused to go without their men, so they just launched the doggone you know, you know, lifeboats with nobody on them, just a few people. And so the end, they end up being this horrible catastrophe, but then these top key industrialists, these men who were opposed to the Federal Reserve Bank, they didn't basically get saved. They all died. And so, again, the sea, had, the, the sea remembers its own. And all of these people basically on this boat, this thousand other people that died, over a thousand, you know, they became footnotes to the whole thing with the Titanic, including these top industrialists. Nobody thought about or what they did about it or what happened anymore. And, all, and, the, and, the, and the captain was a high-level Jesuit, and it was his last voyage, and he supposedly went down with the ship too, whether that's true or not. I don't know. So was there somebody on this boat? Was there somebody on this, there, this, this, this submersible that basically they wanted to get rid of? Now, this is speculation on my part. I'm not saying any of this is true. I'm just saying something seems really, 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 really weird. It really does. You know – you know, and by the way, David D. Rothschild, entrepreneur and environmentalist, joins OceanGate on the board of directors. Just thought I'd mention too on that. You know, and according to Derek Bros, you know, you're, you're being misled about the submarine. They did not hear taps and attempts to rescue as resulted in catastrophic failure implosion of two submersibles to rescue. The media wants you tuned into their fake broadcast. The sub is gone, according to sources that have contacted the United States Coast Guard and insiders. The hull of the Titanic was one inch. Of steel that puts it in the same league as an icebreaker ship whose hulls ranges from you know 25 to 75 you know millimeters you know you know says so all of this stuff is so strange to me you know Vors mentions the Rothschild family whose names have been tied to the theories about the Titanic sinking from the beginning he didn't mention J.P. Morgan who was another Federal Reserve Bank architect who had massive invested interest in seeking opposition to the Fed you know he basically wanted the Fed put in. That's what he did, and the J.P. Morgan was scheduled to be on the Titanic and had a meeting at the Vatican and basically canceled his, 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 his boat ride on the Titanic like the day before after these other industrials were already planning on going. And the J.P. Morgan owned the Titanic through his trust. He was scheduled to be a passenger for the disastrous maiden voyage but canceled at the last minute, supposedly because he was now having trouble getting artwork shipped with him. The excuse seems feeble considering how much artwork was already on the ship. We don't know the truth. The other claims are the iceberg ship with a one steel hull is a is that's a legitimate question. After all, one, the hull is the one of the reasons the ship was dubbed as unsinkable in the first place. But yeah, you know, I don't know. Who in the world knows what happened?
But all of this stuff believed that maybe this submersible may have been intentionally sunk or, you know, hidden away or never launched at all. And, you know, I'm not really sure what's going on. You know, we don't know if you have an accident that happens two miles under the ocean, you have no way legitimately. There's only a few vessels that can go down that deep of recovery of that boat, of that, of that submersible. We don't even know. Gosh, I'm going to go out on it. I'm going to go out on a limb here on this one. This is speculation. I am not saying this is news. I am saying this is a probability that could have happened. Maybe 1%. I don't know. They could have brought that boat back up. They could have pulled those guys off. Maybe they wanted to be disappeared or maybe one of those people on board that ship on that, on that, on that submersible, you know, needed to be disappeared. These are billionaires. They're all paying hundreds of thousands of dollars a piece to be on this boat on the submersible. And maybe they were using it as a final last draw to punch out of the system and go Atlas shrugged. I don't know. I'm speculating. I can't prove any of this stuff. I'm just saying this thing's starting to smell like a doggone duck. It's starting to walk like a duck. It's starting to act like a duck. And now we got the Biden administration lying about it when they know this thing has some kind of catastrophic implosion. But how do we know? Those people are the ones who got on the on the dirt on the on the submersible. How do we know they didn't surface? You know, you know, a thousand yards offshore in the fog or whatever, offload and go back down again. How do we know any of this stuff is true? How do we know it really blew up? How do we know they didn't have some other explosion go off down there with a depth charge that went off down there to make it sound like this thing blew up? None of us know any of this stuff is true because it's happening at two miles under the ocean. Austin, I've gone on some deep dives before with scuba. I've been down about 140 feet, you know, with scuba. And when you come up from that depth, number one, you only have a few minutes of bottom time because of the amount of you know, nitrogen building up in your system. And you've got to stop as you come up the rope every 40, 50, 30 feet or whatever. And you've got to sit there and allow your, your lungs and your bloodstream to decompress from nitrogen. And as you go up, you start to realize how deep 140 feet is. It's ridiculously deep. To dive, you know, in you know, and you know, you know, with your tanks and you know, in a mask and regulator, it's too deep, honestly, because you only have a few minutes at the bottom. The point is this: when you're down that deep, it is difficult to find anything because of currents. You, there's no telling what kind of currents are down there from the different levels of the ocean at a at 100 feet, at 200 feet, at 500 feet, at a thousand feet. You don't know what the currents are going to do and how far they're going to carry this thing. This is the perfect way to disappear someone. This is the perfect crime. This is the perfect everything because you have no bodies. You have no evidence. You have no deep sea craft. You have nothing left. It's all gone, and there's not going to be a recovery effort at two and a half miles down because they don't have enough vessels on the entire planet to go down that deep, period. So how in the world do we know like they did with the Titanic and all the lies came out about the Titanic? And who, who, who did the same thing happened with the Lusitania. In Austin, I went to the gravesite of the Lusitania victims, in which the Lusitania was brought off the coast of you know, Ireland and basically came to a complete stop almost. It was like going at idle speed, very, very slow. They knew there was a German you know, submarine there, and they basically – the German submarine had like one shot left. He fired one torpedo into the side of the Lusitania. It hit the armament being shipped to England from the United States after the Germans had warned any passenger ship that was being used to go into that area would consider a ship of war. And that ship sank in like 17 minutes, and thousands of people died on the Lusitania. And then they, but they didn't want to release the fact that it was carrying armament, and it was basically a military vessel, and it was basically subject to the acts of war. And all of this stuff that we find out later 
has been obfuscated and lied about, including J.P. Morgan, you know, and all the rest of them, and the Rothschild involvement, even in this new, all of this stuff, makes you have to think, why in the world are we believing anything we hear about anything anymore? And, it, and that means, well, Ted, have you become that cynical as far as the mainstream news? Uh, the answer is yes, I really have. You know, I don't, I don't believe it anymore. I believe that the entities that run this planet and the demons that run this planet and the witches that run this planet and the compromised Jeffrey Epstein sociopath, psychopath, pedophile weirdos that are put in positions of power who run the planet and the people that control the media, 90 percent of it, uh, are completely and totally ethically, morally and spiritually compromised. And all they do is put out lies and pablum for the masses. Do I believe that? That's what I believe. And that's why we bring you this show, because I'm going to give it from a different perspective. And again, my deepest condolences to the people who died on this dirigible, if that's what happened. My deepest condolences to their family. I just want to say this. Is there a better crime than this? 12,000 feet under the ocean, you know, in a dirigible that can't, in a boat or a, you know, whatever you want to call this thing that cannot be recovered. The bodies cannot be recovered. Is there a better way to disappear somebody? Don't you remember when that one airplane was supposed to be shot down? Remember this a few years ago? And suddenly there was no wreckage anywhere, and supposedly that airplane was re- was diverted and landed at a military base? What about 9-11 when these other planes had happened? All of this stuff is such obfuscation, and it rattles your brain when you start looking at it and trying to see the truth about this stuff. That's why I say I don't believe anything anymore as far as what they tell you in the mainstream media. It's all being used for advanced propaganda and mind control. Like Austin said, if they knew this thing blew up right after they launched and it was at 10,000 feet and they heard the implosion, why wasn't that released to the people on the planet? Why do we have to deal with We've got 72 hours of air left. We've got 24 hours worth of air left. We've got 12 hours worth of air left. We are some tapping somewhere. Maybe they're tapping, trying to help. I mean, on and on and on. <clears throat> and Austin's right. It happens the same time when Hunter Biden gets a slap on the wrist. I mean, it's ridiculous. And, and, you know, all of this stuff, you've got to ask yourself a question at the timing. Then Donald Trump has all the stuff he's got going on. You know, all of this stuff happens to keep the news cycle newsworthy. That's what they call it. And then you get these alt-media people that get involved in this. And doggone it, I gotta, I gotta, I, I'm not going to mention any names, but this just ticks me off beyond belief that we get these alt-media people that bite on this stuff, and they start reporting on it. <clears throat> and we end up with a situation where they start saying – you know, we basically, you know, believe all this stuff. You know, we've got Russian troops invading China. We got, you know, we got Russian troops invading Canada. We got Russian troops coming into Alaska. We got Russian troops, you know, on the borders of Mexico. We got Chinese troops coming into Mexico. And it becomes this whole cycle of just fear porn. And, and you sit back and you wait, you go, wait a minute, wait a minute. We got, we have an imminent nuclear attack. I mean, all of us are going to die and all this crazy stuff. I won't do that to you guys. I won't do that to me. It's too negative. Do you realize that when you do that to people and you completely slam them, slam them, slam them, that you do Tavistock programming on them with shell shock? And what you do is you start forcing people to believe everything you say, and the people become hopeless, hopeless. And when they become hopeless, they're willing to accept tyranny. That's what they're doing to you. And so much of all media has been compromised by the CIA. I can tell you four people right now that everybody knows their name that are all CIA working with the CIA who are huge alt-media broadcasters, four of them right now. 
and everything's about putting out specific information to control the narrative for the fear porn. And the sad part about it is I and Austin refuse to do this. I will not. That's why we very rarely bring guests on the show because I don't want them telling you. We had, I told you this a few, a few years ago. We had a guy come on the show, and he warned us of an imminent invasion of the Chinese from the southern border. He said within 72 hours the United States would be invaded. I finally got him off the, off the show, told Todd to disconnect, you know, and we said goodbye, and then talked to you guys down. I said, none of this is true. I don't agree with any of it. And guess what? That's was years ago, and guess what? The Chinese still haven't invaded us from the southern border. And the reason they do that, in many cases, is that they're telling you basically that it's fear porn to keep you basically you know, going to their website, taking their clickbait from known people that are government informants. I've done all – I've talked about all this. Known people that we know are fake news, and they put their lies up over and over and over and over and over again for clickbait. Jeff Rents knows of one of them who's huge in the media, huge in all media. He worked with the CIA in another country, and Jeff has the evidence and the eyewitness accounts of this stuff. And now he's working with a lot of people in this country and bringing them into the fold with this. Guys, listen to me. If all they're telling you is that everything bad is going to happen to you, if all they're telling you is that it's fear porn, fear porn, fear porn, turn that crap off. Don't listen to it. We serve the Most High God. We serve Jesus Christ who formed and created the entire universe. These fallen entities want to control your very thoughts and minds and heart and soul and DNA, and they want you in a constant state of fear because perfect love casts out fear. You can't allow that to happen to your mind. Because what will happen is you'll turn into this super negative person that wants to hide in the basement with a bunch of storable food and water and wait for the apocalypse to happen. But what it does, it takes you off the chessboard. You can no longer move and do things that are going to be productive for the kingdom of God because now you're scared to death in the bottom of a basement somewhere. And every once in a while you'll stick your head up out of the hole and slam the door again and say, oh, 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 the apocalypse hasn't happened yet, but it's going to happen now. Listen, listen, so-and-so said this, so-and-so said this. No, it's not true. It's, guys, we're not going to have a nuclear war. If anything, they're going to release the biological, which they already did with COVID, and the real biological was the kill shot. I've told you guys that. I warned you that. They're not going to destroy their own 5G, 6G system that could create, that could create an energy field around the world to create an omnipresent dictator that we would call Lucifer, Lucifer to basically allow us to come in and control our hearts and our minds as it was in the day of Noah. They're not going to destroy their own infrastructure. It's lies. We've got to stand firm with the word of God and realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, that this is the day the Lord hath made, and we will rejoice in it. Listen to the show I did the other day, the one I did on Wednesday with Austin, that the one, the one we did, and I talked about the power of prayer and how we can turn the entire thing around if we all pray in aggregate together. Let's pray right now. Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for the Holy Spirit. I thank you for the blood of Christ. I thank you for the love and the peace and the joy and the understanding that we have as aggregate believers and listeners of the Ted and Austin Brower Show. And I thank you, Father, that we're all in agreement with prayer together today, that all of this stuff be exposed and that we can see the truth through the Holy Spirit, be led by the Holy Spirit, and walk in your way and walk in your love all the days of our life. 
That's what I pray, Father, and I thank you for that. I station angels all around all of us. I plead the blood of Christ around all of us, and I put a hedge of thorns around us, Lord, and I ask to give us top mental acuity so we can tell our friends the truth and allow them to walk in the love of Jesus and not in fear. I love you, Father, and I appreciate you. I'm all fired up over this this morning, but guys, listen to me. Just and Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, I pray. But Lord, listen to me, friends. It's important that we understand that we are not built and bought from a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And they want that taken away from us. And it's not okay. And that's who these people are. That's what they do. It's all about fear porn. And it nauseates the crap out of me that we have all media people that at one time were telling the truth and now they've been compromised. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord all the days of my life, and I will not allow you or me or Austin or anybody else in my family or anybody who listens to this podcast on a regular basis to become to succumb to fear porn. I would not do it, and that's why I don't talk about that stuff like that. I realize they're using chemtrails. I realize they're using that to move water down to the southeast. I realize that we have a drenched summer here, sort of rainy at 7 o'clock this morning here, and I realize the Midwest is dry. That's the kind of stuff they can do. But as far as making you walk in fear, that's your choice because you're filled with the Holy Spirit, and we don't have a spirit of fear. Don't allow them to put that on you. You walk in the power, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead every day of your life and understand that we can do all things through Christ, and we will not bow and need a bail. We will not do that. We will stand for our most holy, righteous God, the great I am, his son, Jesus Christ, and then leading the Holy Spirit all the days of our life. And that's what I'm going to do all the days of my life. It got me all fired up this morning with this crazy Titanic stuff, Austin. But doggone it all, I've had enough of the doggone fear porn, fear porn, fear porn, and all these other broadcasters that have allowed themselves to get into this loop. Anyhow, what do you think, Austin? What's your next story? Wow. You're on fire. I got to follow that now. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I did always be strong on me. Today, no, that but. was good, dude. That was, I mean, you're, you're spot on with it. I mean, you, you couldn't have nailed it any more on the head. This is continually something that we're watching. We've talked about, you and I both talked in detail, even off air. I've got listeners and customers that come into the office on a regular basis that bring the same thing up to me that have gotten so frustrated with a lot of these shows nowadays. And, you know, there's nothing wrong, I've told you before, about discussing ideas and theories and news and certain things that are occurring and certain things that we can do and certain things we can be involved in locally and making sure we're maintaining our overall health and our family's health. And I, it's 100% accurate. But there's constant this this fear that is being pushed. And you're absolutely right. You said one thing is 100%. Fear is a choice. If you want to dwell on fear, if you want to dwell on things and sit around and wreathe your hands and go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this happened. I can't believe they're telling us right now. I'm just going to sit here. Fear paralyzes people. Hesitation gets you killed. It's a statement my buddy told me years ago, and I've always lived true to that as far as when it comes to fighting and training and gunfighting and any of that aspect. Same thing with operating motorcycles back in the day. You know, when I used to ride street bikes, I used to ride crotch rockets, you know, Jixers, CBRs, and, uh, you know, even taking the track sometime. And one thing about those things on those bikes is hesitation gets you killed. You know, when you're running at a very high rate of speed, you do not have any half a second, a quarter of a second to hesitate. If you're coming into a corner and you've got to break into a corner, you have to break into the corner at the exact time you need to break into that corner. If you miss that corner, even just by a millisecond, 
you're probably going to high side. You're going to flip over the bike and you're going to completely and totally wreck. Same thing happens in traffic. You see this happen with vehicles where they'll pull out in the intersection. You've seen it on cameras before. They'll pull out in the intersection. They pause. They freeze up. They hesitate. All of a sudden, bam, somebody gets nailed. And they had plenty of time to pull out. They just hesitated. They got scared and they froze up. That's what the mainstream media and, unfortunately, some of the alternative media want to do. They want to put people's fear and they want to play on it and they want to get people distracted. They want to get people paralyzed because you can't sit here and promote Christ and be strong in Christ and continue to live by the word of God if you're paralyzed in fear. You can't do it at the same time. Obviously, you're still saved. But you can't be doing what you really need to do if you're so paralyzed and so paranoid with fear that you can't operate any further. It doesn't work. This is why in military training, they continually put guys through training and training and training and dry drills and training again, then dry drills and training again, and then dry drills and training again, and then live weapons drills and training again. They do this, especially in SOF. When they're dealing with spec ops, these guys do it all the time when they do CQB and house clearing. Why? Because there can be no hesitation with a team. When they're going in and breaching a house, it has to be fluid. Every man on the fire team has to move with one. They all move as one team, and that's how we're supposed to move. We're all supposed to move as one team with God Almighty, with Christ, as the Christian network. We move together. We support each other. We continually flow through it, and we say, okay, this this is what we're doing. This is what we're standing on. This is why the church – has become so paralyzed with fear in some cases, and they hesitate so much to bring up certain topics. This is why the vast majority of churches now are ineffective in what they need to do because they won't talk about certain things. They won't bring up certain topics because they don't want to offend anybody. I mean we've got grown men going in now and pretending they're females in certain churches and promoting certain things. We're saying, well, they're just being inclusive. We just need to support their their teachings and their ideology because we need to be inclusive. That's not okay at all. You've got teachers in schools that are teaching five and six and seven year olds about straight perversion, about all types of perverted activity and behavior. First off, teachers are not there, especially in elementary school, to do anything other than teach basic education. That's all they're there to do. Their job is not there to indoctrinate young children. Their job is not there to talk about their sexual deviance behind closed doors. Their job is not to talk to them about gender ideology. Their job is not talking to them about sex ed in elementary school. It's just not there. It never has been, never will be. However, when you have these groups that have infiltrated these schools now and parents are too wrapped up in their own day-to-day ideas and too wrapped up with their phones in their face every day, they don't bother to talk to their children. They don't, they don't eat dinner together, and they don't pray together, and they don't have anything but more than a few seconds of a conversation when their kids get home from school. You wonder why these kids are being indoctrinated. You know, my buddy Clayton, my real good friends, my best friend's workout partner was at my house yesterday. We were getting ready to go work out, and my wife was over there, and we were discussing how he's having a hard time finding he's, – he's young. He's still 25. He's having a hard time finding anybody to date. Because his maturity level is extremely high, and he's been hanging out with me for the last decade. So I've given him just every wealth of knowledge that I can, everything positive, everything negative that I've done right, and told him, hey, this worked, this didn't. Try this, try that, don't try this. And so he's really, really sharp for his age, and he said it's unbelievably difficult to find anybody to date. Because all the girls now were pretty much so compromised when it comes to their morals or to their ethics or in their just general ability to understand anything. All they want to do is have these, these Play-Doh conversations about celebrities and just nonsense, 
And he said, it's, it's gotten frustrating. And me and Lana were talking and, you know, he's, he said, what do you think is the number one biggest contributor, you know, as far as to causing a lot of this issue with this really pathetic generation? I said, the first one is that, you know, Christ is not being the center of everything. I said, but even before that aspect, I said, one of the biggest things, actual items that is causing this. And I grabbed my phone off the counter and I held up. I said, these right here. I said, handing these to young children expecting them to be okay when you're handing a child a five six seven year old literally a computer with full access to everything in the entire world many of which things they do not need to see at their innocent age and you hand it to me say okay guys it's been fun knowing you for the last five or six years you guys have fun now go ahead and get raised by your phone majority of these children now when they've looked at polls in the teenage years the percentage of what parental impact has on them as far as how much their parents impact them in their decisions is virtually like single-digit percentage now. In a research study I looked at not too long ago, like, like virtually anything they talk about was involved from their parents. None. It's either their school, their friends, or social media. That's it. Their parents are at the bottom of the list. It's not even it's, – it's negligible. Why? Because we're, we're not raising little Americans anymore. Everybody wants to be distracted. Everybody enjoys the constant flicker right now. Nobody even realizes what it's doing to them. I was reading an article about it the other day, and they were talking about how one of these kids' shows was under fire because they were finding it was actually designed, this the cartoon. I can't, I can't remember the name of it. So if I can pull it up here in a minute, I'll try to find it so you guys can know about it. It was it a was cartoon, very popular cartoon, and they were under fire by this uh, psychologist who was stating that the flicker rate and what they were doing with this cartoon was intentionally designed to addict these children to it. Almost the same concept of what they do with slot machines and other platforms with psychological warfare flicker rates where they – I mean it was like every second, half a second, there's a constant change scene with all these different colors, all these different stimuli, bam, 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 30 minutes straight on the show. They said it's unbelievably addictive to young minds, and what it does is it massively reduces their attention span as well, and what happens is anything else they do is suddenly boring. Going in their room and playing with G.I. Joes and monster trucks or going outside and digging a hole or going outside and riding bicycles or climbing a tree or working on a tree fort with their dad or doing something. It's just boring because these kids are so used to having this constant flicker rate dopamine trigger. It's such a young age that they're not impressed by anything anymore. Everything is just, this is not fun. I want to watch YouTube video. Oh, I don't want to watch that. I don't want to do this. I don't want to hang out with my parents. I want to watch my phone. I want to watch my video games. This is why it is so important. Be cautious what your children are getting exposed to by the hands of yourself. It's bad enough in the schools. But guys, don't be a willing party of their death. Don't stand there and hand them something and give them something that you know for a 100% documented fact is going to cause them detrimental harm as they get older. Why? Why? There's no reason to. People say, well, they, they really wanted this for Christmas. They really wanted that. What if they want a machine gun for Christmas? Are you going to buy them that? What if they want a monster truck, a real-life monster truck when they turn 16, go run over other cars? Are you going to buy them that? The answer is no. Kids ask for stupid stuff all the time. doesn't mean you give it to them. Same concept that we've seen now with what this whole transgender perversion is. If a seven, eight, nine-year-old starts talking about they want to transition to a girl, that's not their idea. That has been implanted to them. 
through the perversion, through the communist ideology from the communist manifesto through Karl Marx in the school system now. A seven and eight-year-old has no concept of gender transition. That terminology didn't even exist 15, 20 years ago. So how in the world do you have seven and eight-year-olds now talking to their parents and talking to their friends about they want to transition? It's because it is being forced into them and planted like a seed into their young minds and then watered by the communist perversion of the school system. So be cautious on this. I saw an article earlier here. This is very disturbing to me. Washington State School District has now told students and parents they have no choice but to participate in LGBTQ alphabet agency pride lessons and activities that are opting. There's no opting out, no opting out. The school district issued a statement emphasizing it has no opt-out policy for pride-related lessons as they are aligned with the standards that are required to be taught within our schools. Elementary school, pride lessons align with the programs and standards in elementary school? They said the Olympia School District is committed to gender-inclusive schools and we will follow the guidance of our governing agency, the Office of the Superintendent of Public Instruction, the statement noted. Earlier this month, the district made a Pride Month proclamation stating to be carrying out the Alphabet Agency's theme lessons with Pride songs and books as part of a journey towards gender-inclusive schools. Does anybody else see what they're trying to do right now? They're trying to build Sodom and Gomorrah all over again right in front of us. And a lot of the churches and the Christians and the parents are literally walking around with blinders on their eyes saying, well, that's not happening. I don't want to make anybody mad. I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to get anybody upset. I just want to go along to get along. Really? Really? Is that is that, that the excuse we're going to get? How'd that work for everybody during COVID? You know, when Jesus walked into the temple and he saw it was turned into a den of thieves and the money collectors and the money changers and the barters, and they had gone and completely perverted the temple. They're ripping everybody off with unjust scales. Do you walk in and say, oh my gosh, oh guys, ah, uh, uh, I got to tread lightly on this one. I... I don't want to make anybody upset. I don't want to step on my toes. I'm just, uh, uh. no, he didn't. He made dog on whip, fashion a whip, flipped the tables. So you guys are insulting God Almighty. This is an abomination. What are you doing? This is not okay. I'm not going to go along with this. I'm not going to turn around and pretend I didn't see this because I did. Now, I'm not saying to go run around and flip tables at places. I'm not saying that. That's what Jesus did on that. But what I'm saying is this. You've got to start being vocal. You've got to start being active. And I know a lot of our listeners and our friends and our family, they're all doing that now. Everybody is. And I encourage you to encourage other people to do the same because we can't talk to everybody. The show's gotten huge, but there's a whole lot more people out there that don't listen to anything. They just want to live in their own little world. That's why it's our job as Americans, as patriots, to go out and we see things. Bring it up. I mean, my gosh, one thing I have to say about this entire perverted tranny pride community, they get vocal about it. They're pushing their agenda. They're not quiet whatsoever about it. Not that I respect anything they stand for, but I do have to say they're actually being vocal about what they truly believe is perverted as it is. Why as Christians are we the complete opposite of that now? Why is it that so many Christians just want to sit back and go, I'm not going to touch that topic. I don't want to touch that topic. I don't want to get canceled. Guess what? Figure it out. We've already been canceled on YouTube and numerous other platforms to get ripped out of all the time. I understand if you're in a job position somewhere and you're basically making money, you can't walk around and basically be discussing this and certain issues with HR. I get that in some cases. I do because some businesses and companies have gotten like that. But quite frankly, that's not where you live. 
That's not where you go to church. That's not where your kids go to school. They don't go to school at your work, your business that may be trying to hold this over your head or use this in the HR department. Use wisdom and use discernment wherever you go. But by all means, when you see something, especially when it involves the kids, be engaged and be vocal about it as much as you possibly can. What do you think, Dad? You know, uh, let me, you know, I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. You know, witches are ruling the world. And, I, and that's that's a fact that are the high level, you know, warlocks in the in the in the high level satanic priests. You know, Hillary Clinton was like a multi-level, you know, satanic witch. She had her own coven in California. And, you know, Larry Nichols said that she used to go out there every six weeks and meet with her witch's coven. And I told you years ago and, you know, Sharon and I had gone to a restaurant here locally in town. It was a tea house and don't really care for tea house. They're a little bit too much estrogen for me, but it just is what it is. She'd like to do stuff like that. And this group of witches came in all dressed in black with black makeup. And I basically went over there and talked to them and they said it was uh, Coven's day out. And yeah, I'm not making this up. And, you know, and so this is what's happened, you know, when they forced this satanic Baal, Moloch, Asherah, witch coven you know, world back on us like it was in the days of Noah, in which these witches basically are doing their brews and their weird stuff and and all the other crazy stuff that they're involved with and it's and the incantations and the spells and all the crazy stuff. The thing about it is now listen to me, this is really important. When you're a born again child of the most high God and you've got a relationship with Jesus and you've got a blood covenant with God through Christ and you've got the blood of Jesus permeating you from an intercellular standpoint through intense scalar energy all the days of your life from an omnipresent God, and you're infused with the Holy Spirit. These witches and these weirdos and these warlocks and these this weapon stuff that they're trying to do against you has no authority over you. Pray like you plead the blood of Christ over yourself every day. Place a hedge of thorns around you every single day. Put the angels around you. Call on the name of the great I am, the most high God, and his son Jesus, whom you have a covenant with, and that you're filled with the Holy Spirit. And tell these entities that you have that, and for them to not touch you, they have no authority over you, and you cast them back into the pit. You do that to a few of them, the word gets out, they leave you alone, they don't mess with you. They may get in your periphery, and they may mess with your friends. They're not going to mess with you. Because they know who you are. And you say, well, show me that in the Bible. Don't you remember in the New Testament when they had that one basically group of demons that were basically running around doing everything? And this one guy started casting out things in the name of Jesus. And, they, and the demons looked at him and said, you know, Paul I know and this I know and Jesus I know. But you I don't know. They ended up putting a beating on him and they stripped him down naked and he ran away. They know who they can attack and they know who they can attack. When you have a true relationship with the Most High God and you're prayed up, you have like a force field of energy to better put a scalar wave energy field around you that they cannot permeate. It's like a layer of acid against them. If they get near it, they get burned, and they're afraid that you're going to be throwing them into the pit. And what they're more afraid of than anything else – now listen to me, friends. I love you, and you've got to hear this. This is so important. They know God is real, and they tremble. They know that Jesus is real, and they are absolutely scared to death of him. And they know the Holy Spirit is real, and he can fill you and infuse you with the power of the Most High. They know this. They don't want any part of that. Here's what they're afraid of. 
And you see this with alien abductions, or you could call it fallen angels abductions, where they take people into their spaceship and they haul them off. And these people call on the name of Jesus, and these entities have to immediately put them back into their homes. Why? Why is that so powerful? Because they don't want Jesus to show up. Period. They know what happens if he shows up. They know that things go really bad for them. They know it goes sideways in an unbelievable way because they are breaking the rules of engagement. We talked about this in Angel Wars, and they know what happens next. They don't want him here. They don't want him showing up. They don't want him judging them before their appointed time, and they sure in the heck don't want him saying, why did you touch Joe or Shirley or David or Kevin or Kathy or Judy? Why did you touch any of these people? You know, they have my protection about them. So now I'm going to cast you into a herd of pigs and you're going to rush down a steep bank and you're going to and you're basically and you're, you're not going to want me to send you into perdition. Guys, we have that authority over them and we have that type of power over them. The biggest problem is, like I mentioned on Wednesday's show, and you got to listen to that show, is that we do not invoke the authority of the most high God that we have fused through us. We are in covenant with the Most High God through Jesus Christ, through a blood covenant. He loves you beyond belief. He will do anything for you beyond belief. He will protect you all the days of your life. But you've got to keep that hedge of thorns up. You've got to keep that prayer up. You've got to keep those angel stations. And you've got to keep yourself covered with the blood of Jesus every single day. You say, well, we don't hear this on other alt talk shows. Joe Rogan never tells us this. Duh. Duh that Joe Rogan never tells you this. The purveyor of fear porn. Duh, Joe Rogan doesn't tell you this while everybody gets drunk on his show and smokes dope. Duh, Joe Rogan doesn't tell you this while he curses the name of the Most High God and blasphemes Jesus on his show on a regular basis. Duh, why do you think he's ever going to tell you any of this? Hmm? Just thought I'd ask you that. And why you have so many other alt broadcasters coming in and they don't talk about the blood of Jesus. They don't talk about the power of the Most High God. They don't talk about walking in love and in power. And they try to keep you in a continual perpetual state of fear. Why is that? Ask yourself those questions when you're listening to their podcast. Do I feel better after I hear this or do I feel worse? Do I feel empowered after I hear this or do I feel defeated? Ask yourself those questions. And I'll be honest with you. If I, I used to listen to some of these guys years ago. I used to listen to them. And every time I'd get off the show, I felt awful. I would feel awful that I had listened to this. I would feel depressed. I would feel like, oh, my God, I got to go hide in the basement again. What? That's a problem in Florida because we don't have basements. You dig about three feet down and you hit water. So we got a problem with that. But the reality is this, is that why in the world do we think that we have to listen to that every single day and feed the demons? I'm asking you that. If we know that negativity creates a negative energy field that feeds to demons, that makes them stronger around us, and we give them a hold over us, why do we have to do this? You know, uh, the Goya Food CEO says, we are in a spiritual war. He warns America's morality is at risk. Longtime CEO of Goya Foods is speaking out about the dire moral state of the United States and that we are in a spiritual war. Company head Bob Unanu expressed his concerns. Finally, a man tells the truth about America's direction in a recent interview with Fox Business Mornings with Maria, explaining why he is so deeply concerned. As a CEO businessman, what's happened in the past two years is a complete disaster, you know, told Fox Mornings with Maria. Politically speaking, the political scene in America, he believes the nation needs an intervention and warned we are going to lose this country or morality if something doesn't change. 
The Goya Foods leader also told Fox he believes spiritual issues are the root of the political and social crisis as he addressed the growing Latino population. We are in a spiritual war, but this intervention is going to take place with the Holy Spirit, he said. Latinos, which will be the biggest group in this country by 2050, by next week with an open border, hold the values of God, family, life, and country and word. He said many Latinos have escaped communism and chaos only to experience attacks on free speech happening in America, among other issues. He said our children are under attack and we need to heal. He also expressed his personal support for former President Donald Trump. You can watch the interview and I'm going to post it on, on, on Fox. And again, Donald Trump is being held out as our Messiah. Donald Trump is being held out as the answer to the crisis, the crisis, the spiritual and moral crisis that we have in the United States. Donald Trump ain't the Holy Spirit. Donald Trump ain't Jesus. And Donald Trump ain't the Most High God. And if you believe that he is, you're playing with firecrackers and a doggone room filled with gasoline cans. And what is wrong with you? Don't be doing stuff like that. It's not true. Donald Trump is basically opposed he's been put here as opposition for us to try to to latch on to and now here we have put all of our hope and our faith in donald trump i haven't done that but many people have now donald trump's under indictment donald trump's being tried donald trump may go to jail donald trump basically has all these issues that's going on around him so now our hope is being dashed our hope is being dashed our hope is being dashed because we did not put our hope in jesus we put them in donald trump and we're watching this happening collapse and collapse to show that we have no power. This is a psychop. This whole thing's a psychop to destroy hope in the most high God and Jesus. This is a full-blown fallen angel entity demonic attack on the United States of America and on the entire world to bring in, to usher in the Antichrist out of Israel. That's what this is. Now you can see it for what it is or you cannot see it for what it is. We don't put our hope in man. We put it in Jesus. We put it in the most high God and that's how we walk circumspectly with the most high God. That's how we serve him. And again, I ask you this simple question, and this is what they don't want you to think about. If our hope is in glory, if our hope is in heaven, and we're going to walk with God and with Jesus all the days of our life, and when we die, which we don't, by the way, they want to lie to you about that too. When we leave our address here and we change addresses, we go to be with God and with Jesus for all of eternity. That's our reward and our hope and glory. They don't want you to have that hope. They want you to walk in fear all the days of your life and then figure that nothing is left after you leave here. And therefore, you've got to grasp onto this life like it's all that matters. Guys, listen to me. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We have a line of eternity. In the middle of that line is a little dot. That's our life. It's a dot. This line goes on infinitely, backwards, infinitely, forwards, and we have a dot in the middle that represents our entire life, and everything else is this giant line of reality that we're not in right now. That's the reality is what happens after we leave here. Don't allow them to take your joy and take your hope away because we have hope and glory and we have hope in Jesus because we're filled with the Holy Spirit and infused with the power of the Most High God. Like I mentioned earlier, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you and you stand firm and you hold your ground and you dig in and you put on the full armor of God and you stand no matter what you stand. That's what we have to have. Gosh, I love you guys. I appreciate you so much. You guys have a blessed, blessed weekend because we have the power of the most high living inside of us. I love you. I appreciate you. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow or on Monday. Absolutely spot on, my friend. And uh, yeah, there's no question about it. I mean, what what we see now and what they put out in front of us, this is one of the reasons why so many people continually call it the matrix. 
is there's this constant subversion, this constant delusion they want to put out in front of everybody to make us think that this is what's really happening. Which, this is what's going on right now. It's all psychological warfare in most cases. So be cautious on who you're listening to. There's a lot of good information that goes out there sometimes by some alternative media. But then be care- careful that you do your own research, that you ask some questions, especially if stuff doesn't make sense, if something's very strange. Say, you know what? What are we doing here? What's going on with this? Is it, this, this I, I don't like this. I don't agree with this. It's okay to disagree. I've had people disagree with me on this show before too. If you don't like something, I don't, I don't like that. I don't agree with what you said. Okay, that's fine. Do your own research. You know, I'm, I'm still cool. We can still talk about anything you want to talk about. But always make your own decisions. Also, to another news, in a light, funny, closer comment <laughs> article now, I saw this. The uh, bumbling child, Greta Thunberg, who basically does primarily staged opposition photos now where she, she gets in front of things and acts like she's an activist. And then off scene, you see her laughing and smiling with law enforcement while they allegedly arrest her and haul her off. Again, another theater clown. She's getting blasted on social media uh, for her tweet that she put out back on June 21st, 2018, that she has now deleted, stating that the top scientists have warned that climate change is going to wipe out all of humanity, all of humanity, unless we stop using fossil fuels over the next five years. Hilariously, she's deleted the embarrassing tweet in question, obviously because it's complete and total lie. Humanity has survived and it will continue to survive on this earth that we ride around on <laughs> in large part due to fossil fuel usage. It's <laughs> one of the reasons why a lot of stuff continues to work around. So continue to keep up the faith, my friends. Continue to keep the truth out there. If you need anything, healthmasters.com. Be sure to check out the website, the Ultimate Multiple Powder on the front page, along with the Immune Kit, Ashwagandha on sale, the Mood Booster Stack, lots of cool kits on sale right now, along with the Testo Plus. If you're working on training hard, especially if you're guys training hard, getting your testosterone bumped up, really trying to grow and stay in good shape and stay aggressive, strong, and mentally acute, Testo Plus, I promise you, you will love that formula, so be sure to check it out on sale right now at healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, my friends. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. We'll talk to you again on this show Monday as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.